Hello there. Um, okay. So today I have actual prepared notes and questions that y'all asked me on Instagram. So I don't truly know how many people, um, how many listeners I have that even look at my Instagram. I truly don't know. Um, I try, I know as little about my podcast as possible. It's like very nerve wracking for me to record these and publish them. And, and I have uh, tremendous waves of regret and anxiety every single time I put one on the internet. Um, and so I don't look at it very much, but I'm feeling uh, called to work on it more. And I was so pleasantly surprised. Like I put a little question box on my Instagram for a couple of days and um, y'all asked like excellent questions and I have a little bit more direction. So awesome. Thank y'all for that. I'm going to, I don't know how many of them I'm going to get through today because they're, my answers are probably going to be long, but, um, okay. So I wanted to get into like one of the first questions that someone asked was, um, oh, actually, well, I'm going to start with herbs. <laughs> that wasn't the first question that somebody asked, but um, I'm really into herbs. Uh, I started using them to heal female reproductive issues that I'd had lifelong. Um, the only thing that Western medicine ever had to suggest for those issues was to just be on birth control, which um, just masks the problem, not really healing those issues when you just take birth control to cover it up. Because as um, lots of people know, uh, because I've been doing lots of readings with uh, women and lots of us have issues uh, that we're healing. So that was what got me into herbalism um, and just researching on my own, experimenting with what worked for me um, and seeing how all that worked. So I just, somebody asked me like what herbs I keep stocked. And so I just wanted to go through like some of the staples that I keep in my pantry. Um, and okay, I'm going to start. I, I keep peppermint and spearmint. Um, I put those in basically all of my teas. Like everything always gets um, about two teaspoons of peppermint or spearmint. Um, I actually really like the flavor of spearmint and... Um, so I use that, but peppermint is also like really good for headaches, digestion, all kinds of stuff. Um, and so I just keep that all the time. And uh, it's actually like quite cheap. You can buy a lot of it. You can use it very liberally in your teas. Um, so peppermint and spearmint. I also keep nettle. Even though I personally don't love nettle, it gives me pimples. It's like very cleansing for your kidneys and for your skin. Um, but a lot of people really like nettle and respond really well to it. It's like intense for me. I'm very sensitive to basically everything. <laughs> so I use like really small amounts of nettle, um, if at all. But it is a really good one to keep. Um, let's see, skull cap. I use skull cap to relax. Um, in a lot of the herbal infusions and teas that I like to make, um, I usually put like what I jokingly call an upper and a downer that just that balance like really works for me. So skull cap I use as um, something relaxing, something that helps my nerves. Um, 
and y'all can, I don't know if y'all are really interested in me going into detail of like the medicinal properties of all of these, but I definitely wanted to get through a list and maybe I'll do, you know, more and more about herbs, but, um, all right. So we've got peppermint, spearmint, nettle, skullcap. All right. The next one is red raspberry leaf. And this one I did find very healing for, uh, reproductive stuff. So it's good for breast milk production. It's good for toning the uterus. Um, it's very cleansing for your uterus. I feel like I had tons of, you know, estrogen, all, I don't know, all kinds of crap built up in there and I've just been cleansing it. And red raspberry I use, um, externally, I put it in like yoni, um, soaks. So I use that in like the blend that I make up for both internally drinking teas. I'm actually not using it right now because I'm trying to uh, reduce the amount of breast milk that I make instead of increase it. So I'm avoiding it, but it's good. It's like a really good general uh, female health herb to have. And um, also if it's an herb that's good for female um, sexual health, then it's probably good for men too. Although I have not researched it for that. So I don't know, but it's probably good. Um, lemon balm. That's another like stress relief sort of herb that I keep. Um, it smells fantastic. It is the best smelling herb. I think it's like my favorite. Um, and I keep that like well stocked. These are all like really common herbs that are not expensive. Um, I buy them for the most part bulk on Amazon. I know horrible, but I do also buy um, from Walden's farm uh, out of Bessemer. They have a website. I just bought some Queen Anne's lace uh, tincture from them, which I'll get into in a minute. But um, all right, where are we? Lemon balm, eucalyptus. Okay, I have a star by this because it has been much more useful than I ever anticipated. And I actually, um, all of my eucalyptus is actually from a tree that I grew in Irondale before we moved out to the country. And, uh, I planted the tree too close to the house. My husband told me I had to cut it down. So I cut it down. It was still pretty small, but I harvested all the leaves and dried them and they've lasted for five years. So that's not really, um, that's way beyond what I would call fresh, but they are still super potent. They smell amazing. I smoke it, put it in like an herbal blend for smoking cannabis or whatever other herbs um, I usually smoke a mix of all kinds of stuff, but, um, eucalyptus is really like cleansing for the lungs. Um, so I really like it in teas for, um, like if you have a cold or something, I feel like it's super soothing on my throat. Um, you can steam with it. You can put it into water, like boil the water and, um, inhale the vapors and everything I'm saying, like, please look up the instructions. Don't listen to me. Uh, look it up for yourself. But, <laughs> but anyway, so eucalyptus, I have a star by because it's so yummy and good. And I mean, it seems like really easy to grow. Um, the tree that I planted, like really took off really quickly. And then I think that I could have kept it small anyway. <laughs> um, you could produce your own eucalyptus, which I didn't really expect to be able to grow and use my own fresh eucalyptus supply for so long. But it goes, a little bit goes a long way. 
Um, and it's really good for the breath, I guess, the lungs and the breath. All right, the next one I have is chamomile. Um, super delicious when you order it bulk. The smell is much more fragrant. Um, it's much more potent than when you buy like little bags of tea. Um, so I definitely recommend buying this in bulk um, from whatever source makes you the most comfortable. But um, I really like to use chamomile uh, for relaxing. It's also for, good for like skin pigmentation, which is like an issue that I'm working through because of breastfeeding. So I drink that. I also drink um, gunpowder green tea. Uh, it's just the green tea that I like the most. I've actually been having some trouble finding like a green tea that works for me lately because in the past it gave me like the perfect amount of energy and I would just like feel really good when I did it. And now recently, I don't know, I'm probably brewing it too long and it's bringing out some kind of property in the leaf that, um, isn't energizing, but, um, lately it makes me really sleepy when I drink green tea. So I don't really know the deal with that. That's like an adrenal exhaustion, who knows? But I still keep that as a staple. Um, and one that I forgot to write down, but I do like it a lot, is um, English breakfast tea that I buy in bulk. Um, it's like really good. I feel like it's more energizing. Uh, I guess it's just fresher leaves when you buy it in bulk than as opposed to like bags of tea. So I like English breakfast tea as well as green tea. And if you find a really good brand that you like, let me know. All right. Um, I also keep Senna, which everybody hates but me. They say it's addictive. Um, I use it for bowel cleansing. It's a laxative. Um, but that's just an issue that I've had chronically throughout my life. And um, so I use Senna for like short-term uh uh, occasional constipation, as they say. There have been times when I used it daily um, for a little while there because I just felt like there was so much in me that needed to be cleansed out. And you can make it in a tea or you can like grind it up into a powder and put it in smoothies. I've never done that. But uh, I was able to get off of it. Like I don't use it daily anymore at all. I don't even remember the last time I used it. Um, but like using that and then doing other things to heal my gut at the same time, I felt like just helped me cleanse out some old nonsense that was hanging out in my uh, bowels. <laughs> the next thing on the list is Senna. I mean, excuse me, rose petals. Rose petals um, I bought originally to make a love potion for someone. And, um, but then I've started using it in my yoni steams and baths. So I really like this for magic work. Um, all kinds of flower petals. Like I think that's probably my next expansion of my knowledge of herbs is, um, flowers. So I'm going to try to get more into flowers and medicinal, magical, spiritual uses of them. But rose petals are cool, they're very tasty, very fragrant, really powerful though, be careful, a little bit goes a long way. Um, what else? Sage, oh, okay, yes, I've been drinking sage tea. Um, this is to help like dry up your milk supply, so not a great one if you're like pregnant or trying to get pregnant, I think. It's kind of a counterintuitive 
thing for those purposes, but it is one that I'm keeping right now. And then, um, oh, okay. So there are some blends that I use as well for, I guess, like emergency use or short-term, like more expensive herbs. So um, I use Dr. Christopher's female reproductive formula. It's got like, I used that to get pregnant, basically. Um, it's really powerful, though. Uh, so be careful. Like, just test it a little bit at a time before you, like, really settle into taking, like, as much as the bottle says to take. Because it's pretty strong stuff. Um, and then I also use Dr. Christopher's Complete Tissue and Bone Formula. I don't use it daily. Um... I should. I'm still healing from having a baby and it just is, I'm a slow healer, y'all. I, I learned that about myself through having children and um, I am really good at healing. I've been like very surprised how far I've come, but I do feel like the complete tissue and bone helps with like scars. If you have big scars, I notice um, a really major improvement in that, in those when I take them. I also gave it to my dog when she got kicked in the face by a deer, which I'm pretty sure it was a deer. There was, a, I never took a picture, but there was a, it was literally the shape of a deer hoof, like on her face. <laughs> um, once the swelling went down, it was like, oh, very easy to see what did this to her. And she totally chased it. So um, hopefully she won't do that again. But I gave it to her. She healed really fast and beautifully and, um, I've used it. Um, I dropped something really heavy on my foot and I'm like 99% sure my foot was broken because I've done that before and it felt pretty similar to how it felt the first time. Um, but that's a, it's just got a blend of herbs that might be more expensive and um, I guess just like space consuming to keep all the time. So it has a lot of stuff in it that's great. I've also been using the Weldon's Farm um, yoni steaming tea and then I wish I had written it down but I just bought some herbs from a girl in Savannah Georgia um she was super sweet and it was really cool so I bought so I've I've been buying blends um from people if it's got something in it that I don't necessarily want to buy a whole bag of but um maybe I'll post that um okay another one that we keep all the time is Tulsi or holy basil um, this is a very energizing in tea. I can't even have it late at night or like in the afternoon because it keeps me up all night. Um, I use it in cooking, uh, like crock pot meals. I just throw in like a teaspoon of Tulsi and I always feel like it just adds something really good to crock pot warming, you know, type stuff. Um, and dandelion root. That's the last herb that I have written down. I keep that. Um, another one that I'm really sensitive to, it's very cleansing for the skin and the kidneys. I can only handle just a little bit at a time. Uh, but it's a really good staple cause it goes in, it has like a lot of different uses. So I really like, um, dandelion root. I also, one that I wrote down is, um, arrowroot powder, which that's not necessarily an herb, but I use it like I would use baby powder. And I guess like baby powder and talcum powders and stuff like that. Um, I know that a lot of, that's like general knowledge now. Um, 
that they can contain chemicals and stuff, but I'm really into, um, I like to make a lot of my own products just because I like to know what's in them. I like to know how it was made. And, um, so arrowroot powder has a lot of uses. It's also really good in cooking. Um, I bred mushrooms using arrowroot powder and they sizzle up amazing. It just gives it an amazing texture. So I really like it for cooking and I really like it for, I use it as baby powder on the boys. Um, and if like anything that a girl would need baby powder for, I just straight use arrow powder, arrowroot powder as a replacement for that. Um, so that's just like a product that you can, you know, skip purchasing and I'm pretty sure you could put like um, essential oils and things like that in it if you wanted it to be scented um, I'm certain there's a way that you could do that but I just use it plain and I like it just smoking a little bit of my herbal pipe mix um, okay so that wraps up the herbal section of this episode oh oh Hold on. Okay. Sorry, there was a an issue. All right. So the next question was, um, can you see ghosts or dead people? And my answer is like, yes-ish. Um, I'm really working on my mediumship skills. Um, I am also, I'm blind in my right eye, and I've always wondered if that had, like, really I always wondered if I could see dead people, and I, like, just mentally blocked out my vision in that eye to prevent that from happening. Um, so I've been asking my guides to, like, you know, allow that vision to come back to me. Um, I've definitely had some premonitions of people dying, I definitely am reached out to by uh, certain types of personalities that died. I don't know how else to explain that, but people who died young um, reach out to me possibly because I had a friend that, that died really young and um, it just made me open to that sort of thing because I'm open to receiving information from him um, that maybe other things similar to him are able to come through. but. You know, um, I'm working on being able to trust myself because it's like at the beginning of a reading, I'm, it might pop into my head to be like, oh, this person's grandmother is with them. But as far as like my confidence in bringing it up to someone before they say anything about it, that kind of thing, I'm still, I'm still working on my confidence with the information. Um, it's just where I'm at. So hopefully, I'm really hoping to hone that. Like that's kind of a summer project. I've been working on it a little bit and, um, you know, but I've done some seances, um, and I was really scared to do them. I did it during the day, uh, one time when I was with another person doing it, uh, we did it in the daytime, I guess, cause we were both scared, but, um, you know, it was cool. It was beautiful. Um, I, for sure. Whenever I attempt to make contact with the death realm is what I call it. I don't know if that's a technical term. I've read several like seance books and stuff like that. And um, I haven't found a good one or I would tell you what it was, but it wasn't. None of my sources were that great. Could have found it all on the internet, basically. Um, 
So that's where I'm at as far as the research mode on seances goes. But um, whenever I go to the death realm or invite it in, time for me slows way down and like for days and um an interesting thing happens like so when I take mushrooms or when I get into that higher vibrational state um time goes really quickly and I also find a lot of beauty in my environment around me whenever I um take mushrooms or go into that frequency and when I go into the death realm um things get almost a negative filter so I see like my house will look dirtier, um, the world will seem a little bit dimmer, um, and my just how time passes for a while, a week maybe, it's for sure for a day everything really slows down, but really it lasts like a week of it feeling like every single day drags by. Um, the progress in my own personal storyline will seem to drag by, um, and things just really slow down for me. And, um, so I guess that's where like some hesitancy or fear of working with the death realm has come to, to play out in those sorts of ways. Cause I'm like, God, when I, when I talk to dead people, I just slow down and I guess it's like a, I mean, from what I hear, you know, like they're in a non-physical form. I think it's like somewhat considered lower vibration, non-physical, but low vibration and, um, or a different frequency. It's a slower frequency for sure. I can say that. Um, because what I feel like happens, like if I attempt to channel, um, a higher dimensional being, like I said, like time speeds up, things start pound, 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 popping off, popping off. Everything's going quick. I feel good. The world looks bright and sunny and beautiful. And then like if I'm channeling or not, I'm not channeled dead people, but talking to them, opening myself to receiving information or discussing anything or just receive whatever and receiving re impressions, everything goes really slow. And so I've come up with this theory that um, higher vibrational beings experience no time because everything's happening like instantaneously. And for me, it feels like the death realm time has stopped. It feels frozen. It feels like it doesn't exist because it just doesn't move. And almost like there's no changes happening in that realm. So um, that's my thoughts on the death realm. I'm sure I could keep going into more detail on that, but um, I wanted to answer a couple more questions. Um, oh, the next question was, um, did your pregnancies make you more psychic? And like, yes. Oh my gosh. Um, Sarah, uh, moon asked me this question and, um, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So like, I just talked about it yesterday, but I'm going to go into it some here. Uh, I've always been like psychic. I kind of joked about it, but since I was 12, I kind of like really knew. And then, um, it wasn't until about 2015, I started doing mushrooms and it seemed to like really set off my psychic abilities. Um, and in, in March of 2016, um, that was when the, uh, UFO thing happened or the star, the alien thing. I don't know what it was. It was like a star planet 
um, sort of mesmerized me. And then I could like see a portal whenever I closed my eyes after that for a little, for like a six months to a year. Um, so this was within that, that window of time. And, um, I had a dream. I dreamed that I was in some room. I didn't really know where I was. And, uh, in the dream, there was another me and the other me said, um, you will get pregnant in 2016. And she didn't say anything else. Um, it didn't say anything else. I don't, it's really hard for me to discuss this dream, but I didn't say anything else to myself. Um, but I was just like sort of, uh, uh observing surroundings and like really weird. The other me was like sitting on a surface opposite me. So like just facing me directly and her head was like spinning around in circles. So that was like, you know, weird, but, um, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get pregnant. And I was so excited. And I had been very negative up until that point. Like it made so much sense to me to have had a dream that changed the way I um, thought about manifesting. Like I wasn't, I wasn't really attuned to how to manifest or anything. I was just learning all of that kind of stuff back then. So I had a very negative mindset. I would be like, I'm never going to get pregnant. I'm never going to be. And I was just very frustrated and negative all the time. And then having that dream just switched me into a totally different positive thinking mindset, which, you know, I, I know that like we're all traumatized by like the love and light positivity thing, but it really was true. I was like, Oh, I've been thinking about this all wrong. I should just say I am going to get pregnant and I know I will. And so it changed my mindset. And then I also was like, could not wait to find, I was like, wow, is this really going to come true? Um, and so the very next day after I had that dream, I started buying like pregnancy books. I basically operated as if I was pregnant already and just started doing the research and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, like I said, I had, I had already, just started to explore herbalism to heal my body in order to have a baby. Um, and at that time I was trying like just different herbs. There's like Vitex was the first thing I tried and it just it really didn't do anything for me. Um, not much, even though some, some people take that and it's like wonders. So I was experimenting still. So I knew I had some like ways to go, but, um, you know, that was, that was a big moment, I would say, in my, like, psychic uh, abilities. Like, that moment, you know, just so many things wrapped up into one incident with that. Um, so, um, yes, that was the beginning. And then, like, I would say for that whole year, I was really a lot more psychic than I had ever experienced it. And it was only recently that I truly associated the increase in psychic ability with the pregnancy. I kind of didn't know which was the cause, you know, like, um, did becoming more psychic enable me to get pregnant or like whatever, you know, chicken or the egg sort of thing. So, um, but I started having much more vivid dreams lucid dreams all the time, which I've lucid dreamed my entire life, but it was like every single night, um, you know, for years. Um, I'm trying to remember what else sort of happened, but I mean, 
I was I, I increased the amount of magic that I was doing during that time. Um, but certainly, I would say actually the biggest increase happened after I had Samson. And um, I was severely sleep deprived. So like long labor, your first baby always just takes a long time. So I was in labor a long time. So, you know, you don't sleep for like a while. And then um, it's just hard. It's just really hard to sleep when you have a baby. Duh. So after three, I, I want to say it was about three full days. Like I just could not go to sleep. Um, I wasn't taking any, I should have just taken cannabis. I could have definitely helped myself, but I don't know. I was like just trying to be so natural that I wouldn't take anything. And so three days without sleep after having a baby and the first, like the first real night that it felt settled in, you know, after we had the baby, um, I was sleeping sort of, and I went straight into a dream. And like at the beginning of the dream, everything was black and white, but it was definitely astral. Like I was like, holy shit. I was astral, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh my God. And it was so vivid, but everything was black and white. So that was really strange. But then, um, I'm like walking around this building and it's like clearly a meeting place. Like there's all these people coming together to meet. And my husband was there and I was like, oh, you can be in the dream with the same person. Like, oh my God, you really can meet up with people here. And I was like 100% positive that it was Ben. 100%. I was like, that is Ben. Like, he is in this dream with me. Holy shit. And then we went to this place, and we they were giving out, like, it was a psychedelic. It was like, you know how people, like, get together and do these, like, ayahuasca ceremonies in a warehouse? It kind of had a vibe like that, except for it was, like, astral. So they were coming around, and they were spraying um, this pink foam, somewhat akin. It was like uh, kind of like the cheese that you, that comes in a can that you spray out. And it was kind of like whipped cream. So it was like a mix of those two textures and it was hot pink and they would come and they would spray that in your mouth, like a pretty good sized bit, egg, egg sized dollop, just straight into your mouth out of a can. And then that foam would like expand and fill up your entire mouth and like down into your belly and it was like filling every like orifice I know sorry this is so weird but then it was like oh and then everything became very vivid everything was super colorful and I was like a hundred percent positive that I was in this realm with these people and it was just like shocking it was so vivid and then like this weird part was happening where I was like trying to pull the side pull the substance like out and it was just like Ugh, like coming out endless like strings and stuff and it was so fucking crazy and so vivid it's still I would say the most vivid experience I've had uh definitely top five but it was crazy and I was a hundred percent positive that it was Ben that he was there and like I woke him up I was like whoa holy shit I just had the craziest dream because I just sort of came straight out of it the same way I went into it and um, he didn't remember. He was like, I don't know. But I was like, you were definitely there. It was you. It was you. Like, and I just couldn't believe it, you know. I mean, I could because so much weird shit had happened to me up until that point anyway. But um, 
I'd say then, like for the following few months, I was having extremely vivid dreams of things coming to me for my breast milk um, in the astral realm. And this was where I started to get downloads about body fluids, I guess, like the power in body fluids, because I was having dreams like with people I know in them <laughs> very frequently, like nightly somebody I know would come to me and like ask for breast milk. Um, and then sometimes like really creepy entities would come to me and like want my milk. Um, this really creepy baby doll, Betty Boop baby doll thing kept coming to me saying she wanted some ice cream. So <laughs> some really, really weird stuff, uh, right at the very first pregnancy. And then I continued to have lucid dreams about aliens, lucid dreams, all every night all the time that was a definite um you know I used to think it was the sleep deprivation and I do still think that that's what it was for the a lot of the a lot of it but also just you know having a baby like makes you magical and um so I guess lucid dreaming was coming on information about body fluids was coming on um understanding a deeper understanding of the relationship between men and women just by raising a male baby I was like oh I just it's like one of those things you experience on mushrooms where I can't like articulate exactly what I was understanding it's just like an understanding um, of the dynamic I just was seeing like how much they need to be nurtured um, almost more than little girl babies these little boy babies just need so much motherly love um so I got a little, a lot of information like that. And then, um, with my second baby, like, I guess when I got pregnant, I, um, had just had shingles and pretty sure I was pregnant when I had shingles. Like that may be what brought it on, but I've had shingles in the past, um, twice, so this was my third time getting shingles and I had noticed that I was like rapidly losing weight. My stomach hurt really bad all the time. Um, and my, my hands were losing, like when I was washing the dishes, I was dropping, um, the dishes a lot and breaking them. Like I just couldn't grip really well anymore. Um, so I was having some weird symptoms like that. And then I started, um, I was really sick. I just really didn't feel good. And at that time, I was also still nursing my Samson. So I was still kind of going through the sleep deprivation thing. And um, I don't know. I didn't astral project into a near-death experience. I would call this like a level 2 out of 10 near-death experience. Um, but I basically went straight into a dream, which I do when I'm sleep-deprived. Um just go straight from awake to like flashes and then it's dream dreaming um not while I'm standing up awake this is like happening in the bed <laughs> but um I went straight into a dream but in the dream I went to this room and it was like very cliche like so say you wanted to make a movie scene of someone coming and seeing all their family on the other side um, except it wasn't family. It was just like people in all these random costumes. So it was like astronauts and ocean people and ballerinas and circus people and these types of people. And like just a mix of like everything, every kind of character that you could imagine was like in this one, uh, big, big room. 
And like this older man came and greeted me and he was like, I am so glad you're coming back. And I felt very warm and welcomed. And I mean, I recognized it. I was knew I was dreaming and I was like, this is kind of like when you die. This is so weird. And um, I wasn't saying anything. I was just sort of like, okay, this is just like when you die. This is so weird. And um, I, the last thing I remember from that was cuddling. I was like basically cuddling with someone I hadn't seen in a really long time. I can't believe I'm like feeling emotional about this. I was like cuddling with somebody that I hadn't seen. I don't even know who it was. And he was like, I'm so glad that you are coming back to us. And, and then I woke up and I was like, fuck, what just happened? And, um, and I was really sick. I got really skinny. I looked awful. Like even I've been really skinny before, but this was like, just, Oh, I couldn't eat. I couldn't even drink a glass of tea. Um, I was just so ill and um, eventually I just like I took cell salts and I rested and because there's really if you go to the doctor for shingles they give you Valtrex which is really expensive and I honestly don't even know if it works. I didn't take it the last time I got shingles. Um, I just like threw away the prescription or whatever, which it was expensive as shit. I don't know why I did that, but, um, so they just give you like antiviral medicine basically. And it, it just heals on its own. It healed on its own. There's not really much you can do. I stayed away from anybody and everybody for a while. Um, and I got through it and I had a totally normal, and then I found out I was pregnant like right after that. So, um, you know, it was crazy. And, um, you definitely go into a wild mindset when you are in labor, but I didn't really feel as like much like I was tripping, um, similar to like when I'm on mushrooms, when I was having the babies, I, I did not, um, feel that way. But, um, in hindsight, like in other moments when I've been in severe pain, I have a very high pain tolerance anyway. But uh, recently I hurt my shoulder and um, when it, I was in pain, I started joking because I said my shoulder was having an out-of-body experience because I felt like um, my body was acting like I was in pain, but I wasn't feeling anything. I could feel mechanically that things were not right inside my shoulder, but I wasn't actually in pain. But like I was like writhing, I would be like, oh. And I was like writhing on the couch and stuff in pain, um, but not actually feeling it. So it, it was just these like uncontrollable, like releasing of emotions and, and sounds happening. Um, even though I wasn't exactly in excruciating pain. Um, and I had like a past life memory come back to me of like getting my arm cut off by a wire um, <laughs> in a past life. And it was like really vivid. Um, it felt like a wire got wrapped around my arm and like squeezed it off. And once that memory arose and like, I swear to you, I felt things like pop all in like random places in my body as I was experiencing that memory. And then like my shoulder went back in and everything was fine. Um, so that was more similar to like what birth was like. 
it was not like consciously psychic. I don't know how to describe that, but, um, now as I'm rounding out, like weaning my second child, I feel like, I don't know, like my dream stuff has kind of gone down, but I am sleeping better, uh, than I was at the time I was having like the most vivid dreams. So I've been trying to get, um, away from a dependence on Delta eight or cannabis to sleep at night Um, even CBD, because I just, I do think that cannabis kind of hinders your dreams a little bit. Um, it puts you in a different vibration when you're awake. So I feel like I have an increase in even psychic ability when I smoke it and I'm awake. Um, meditation, I can like relax and focus or not focus, you know, more. Um, I can get into like a really cool state of mind with cannabis, but I do notice that it affects the amount that I dream. So I am, um, it's just kind of funny because I'm like, I'm not really lucid dreaming every single night anymore. Now I just like, I have like normal person recollection of my dreams in the morning. Um, and I'm still having dreams with people I know in them and stuff, but not lucid, uh, recently. Um, so that's something I'm working on, but Let's see. All right. Well, I'm actually going to stop there. That feels like a full episode. Um, Also, I may start, I may have a song. Um, We'll see if I can do it. Uh, My husband's friend made a really cool, like, little short album and sent it to us. I mean, not, like, to us individually, but, you know, he made it and happened to send it to us and it's so fucking cool and I'm going to try to use it as either intro or outro music um but I might get him to work on something anyway I might put a cool song I think I'll do it afterwards um and just like share that song with you guys because it's really cool I get very tranced out I really like to do something active while I'm listening to the song Uh, it makes me, I don't know, it gives me like a Native American feeling. It gives me like a very rhythmic dancing sort of thing, which always puts me really witchy mood. So, um, we'll see. This episode could end without the outro music. So if it does, thank you for listening. And, um, I will do more questions on another episode. So thanks so much.